Welcome to December 11th. Let's begin with Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 3. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. Let's sing, O Come All Ye Faithful, one verse. O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. King of angels, oh come let us adore him, oh come let us adore him, oh come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Christmas is for love by an unknown author. Christmas is for love. It is for the joy, for giving and sharing, for laughter, for reuniting with family and friends, for tinsel and brightly decorated packages. But mostly, Christmas is for love. I had not believed this until a small elf-like student with wide-eyed, innocent eyes and soft, rosy cheeks gave me a wondrous gift one Christmas. Mark was an 11-year-old orphan who lived with his aunt, a bitter, middle-aged woman, greatly annoyed with the burden of caring for her dead sister's son. She never failed to remind young Mark if it hadn't been for her generosity, he would be a vagrant, homeless waif. Still, with all the scolding and chilliness at home, he was a sweet, gentle child. I had not noticed Mark particularly until he began staying after class each day, at risk of the rousing the aunt's anger, I later found out, to help me straighten up the classroom. We did this quietly and comfortably, not speaking much, but enjoying the solitude of that hour of the day. When we did talk, Mark spoke mostly of his mother. Though he was quite small when she died, he remembered a kind, gentle, loving woman who always spent a lot of time with him. As Christmas drew nearer, however, Mark failed to stay after school each day. I looked forward to his coming. As the days passed and he continued to scamper hurriedly from the room after class, I stopped him one afternoon and asked why he no longer helped me. I told him how I'd missed him and his large gray eyes lit up eagerly as he replied, did, did you really miss me? I explained how he had been my very best helper. I was making you a surprise, he whispered confidentially. It's for Christmas. With that, he became embarrassed and dashed from the room. He didn't stay after school anymore after that. 
Finally came the last school day before Christmas. Mark crept slowly into the room late that afternoon with his hands concealing something behind his back. I have your present, he said timidly when I looked up. I hope you like it. He held out his hands and there lying in his small palms was a tiny wooden box. Oh, it's beautiful, Mark. Is there something in it? I asked, opening the top to look inside. Oh, you can't see what's in it, he replied. And you can't touch it or taste it or feel it. But mother always said it makes you feel good all the time, warm on cold nights and safe when you're alone. I gazed into the empty box. Well, what is it, Mark? I gently asked. That will make me feel so good. It's love, he whispered softly. And mother always said it's best when you give it away. And he turned quietly and left the room. So now I keep a small box crudely made of scrap wood on the piano in my living room and only smile as inquiring friends raise quizzical eyebrows when I explain to them that there's love in it. Yes, Christmas is for gaiety, mirth, and song, for food and wondrous gifts, but mostly Christmas is for love. Happy birthday, Jesus.